This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Elizabeth Preston, episode 196, Thriving While Growing. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for barrier-breaking women who are ready to shed their good girl layers so they can own their power and live deeply fulfilling lives instead. I'm your host, Lindsay Elizabeth. I'm a leadership coach to women all over the world. And I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me and my guests as we challenge you to shed society's bullshit systems and beliefs to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you were meant to be. As you listen, trust your intuition to take what you love and leave the rest. The thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. And while that informs my experience and perspectives, I wholeheartedly believe living a deeply fulfilling life is possible to every woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I'm open to doing better and hearing your feedback. My goal is for you to leave this show feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to share this show with every woman you know so they too can create a life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hi there, my friends. So happy to have you on this episode today. Oh, such a joy to spend this time with you. If you haven't heard, the podcast is actually ending soon. After this episode, we'll only have three more episodes. We're going to end it at episode 200. After four years of doing this show, we're going to take a hiatus for a while. I'm not sure if it's just going to be done for good, if we're going to do episodes whenever I feel like it, or what. So we're here on this final stretch. I cannot believe it's almost here. Ah. And this is an episode I wanted to make sure that I did. It's all about thriving while growing because I see this with my clients a lot. They are growing a lot. They're learning a lot while they start to work with me. And what can happen is they get hyper-focused on the growth or they've just been hyper-focused on growth for a long time because as driven women, that's how we tend to be wired, let's just face it, right? It's always like next, 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 next. And it's really important we learn how to enjoy today while planning for tomorrow, okay? This is an episode, I must admit, I'm just turning on the mic and seeing what flows out of me. It's not an episode that I've prepped a lot with, like my, you know, let your good girl go. Man, that's a mouthful. Episode from a few weeks back, I did a ton of prep work, like probably years of prep work went into that. But this one is like, okay, let's just see what comes out of my mouth today. It may be a shorter episode, but it's always amazing to me when I say that and then I still end up talking for 40 minutes. (laughs) You know, I've been watching this show on Netflix called Mind Your Manners. I believe the host and teacher's name is Sarah and she's Chinese. And there's a part of me that loves this show and loves learning the etiquette. And then there's a part of me that rebels against some of the things in the show. Like one of the things she said is, you know, when you're out and you're meeting people, make sure not to talk more than 20 seconds. If you start to talk 30 seconds, you're getting boring and 40 seconds, you're just considered (laughs) self-absorbed. 
And I think the concepts of what she was saying is like when you're in a big group of people, like my husband and I went to a cocktail party the other night. And yeah, if you're talking about yourself for a long time, definitely. But I did start to chuckle and think about this podcast. I'm like, I can turn on the mic and talk for 40 minutes by myself about one topic. Like, what does that say about me? <laughs> Ooh, so we'll see where this one goes. All right. So again, I want you to learn how to enjoy today while planning for tomorrow. The inspiration for this episode actually came from my kids. I really see how my kids are able to do this extremely well. Kids are so in the moment. It's amazing, right? It's so funny because I'll ask my kids sometimes things like, oh, did you talk about that party that happened last week or something else from the past? And my 12-year-old daughter will be like, no, mom, we don't talk about things from the past. We just talk about the things going on now. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Like, I kind of want to be in that mindset of just talking about today and living in the moment now. And what's cool about my kids is they're growing a lot. I've talked about on other episodes, especially my 2022 recap episode. I believe both my kids are neurodivergent. And so, you know, there's some things that have to happen because of that. So they learn how their brain works best for them and some things get managed so it doesn't get out of control, like emotions and things of that sort. And so, you know, being their mom and being the coach that I am, because I just can't turn that off, I am consistently doing things with them to help them grow. And then of course, they're in the school system. My son's in preschool, my daughter's in sixth grade. And so school is consistently getting them to grow, right? It's so funny because my daughter will look at what my preschooler does and she'll be like, I would love a day where I can just do art all day. And I have to remind her that's what's stretchy to a preschooler, right? It's learning their letters and learning the sounds that it makes and doing these art projects and learning how to cut well and color in the lines and things all that, all, and all of that. But for her, things that are stretchy are like starting algebra, putting together these book reports and things of that sort. So, you know, society in itself is always stretching us. I'm a big believer if you're not growing, you're dying. Maybe I'll change my mind on that because it does seem just a hair of toxicity in there of like, ooh, maybe that's a little like masculine energy. I don't know, but it makes sense. Like if we look at the world around us and we look at living beings, I think of flowers, for example, they're growing, 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 and then they're dying, right? And I just want to be in this headspace that I'm always growing. And again, it doesn't have to be in this like hustle kind of way and in this intense kind of way, but I always want to be using my brain and growing my brain in different various ways. You know, they show people in retirement that those who are staying active and still, you know, doing things for their brain and exercising and connecting with others, that retirement is so much more enjoyable for them. Their health is is usually better and things of that sort. So that's what I mean by like, if you're not growing, you're dying. (laughs) Not like let's hustle and always be growing at every moment. I've talked about on other episodes, you know, you grow and then you expand in that growth and then you grow some more and then you expand. And some people would even call this like solidifying the growth or integrating the growth. 
but you can't just always be growing, 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 growing. It's just too much for most people's nervous systems. What's interesting though, is there's like a few people that seem to be like above this. My husband's boss is one of them. He runs their financial firm and they are growing by billions of dollars every year. It's insane to me. And they've grown so much in the 10 years that my husband's been there from my husband being one of the first employees to now having hundreds, if not thousands of employees. It's wild. And I always think, God, how does he do it? (laughs) He's like superhuman. My husband will say the same thing. He's like, yeah, I don't think I could like keep expanding so rapidly, you know? And that shows again too, is that what we see sometimes you know, when it's like someone in front of us versus what we see behind closed doors may be a different thing. But I'm a big believer of growing and then integrating for sure. Okay, so let's talk about this whole thriving while growing thing. The first thing I want to just throw out there is what would thriving while growing look like to you? Because it may look totally different to me. It may totally look different to your neighbor or your best friend or your mom or whoever. Okay, so let's just like sit in that for a minute. What would thriving while growing look like to you? And I bet you, you're already starting to get some thoughts. If you are not, that means your brain is starting to this spin in an I don't know. And so I want to redirect it and I want to say, if you did know what thriving while growing for you looked like, what would you say right now that looks like? Okay. So again, let's just slow it down. Take a few breaths. Bring that thought to the front of your mind. Maybe you're getting an image of what that looks like. Maybe you're hearing a word or phrase. I don't know. Just trust whatever's coming up for you. Hey, this is where I wish I was coaching you right now. I'd be like, tell me what's coming up for you. And then we would dig deeper into that. And we would see, you know, what needs to shift. Okay. So just kind of sit in that. And I'm just going to start talking about a couple of things I've learned on this journey of thriving while growing. Okay. The first thing I want to say goes back to something I just said a few minutes ago. As driven women, we tend to be very focused on growth, right? If you've ever taken the Clifton Strengths Assessment, formerly known as Strengths Finder, if you have strengths like Achiever High, you are going to want to achieve more or any other executing strength, really, because execute is all about next, 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 right? But especially Achiever. If you have that high, you're going to have to learn how to balance this, okay? So you just got to slow it down, slow things down. I will also say women who either are aware or maybe not quite aware that they have ADHD or ADD tend to have tendencies where they hyper-focus on things, okay? So... They will learn something new and then they're like, oh my gosh, I have to learn all the things about this one thing. In the Clifton Strengths world, that assessment I just brought up, this looks like the learner strength, 
or the input strength, okay? So if you have those, you're gonna be one of these people as well. If you have ideation high in Clifton shrinks, you're likely like this as well, okay? So it's just kind of this like, need to know more, you get hyper-focused, tell me, tell me, tell me, and you go on these like deep dive things. I notice this the most when I start a new program in my business and I want to ensure that I get the process quote unquote right. And I say that in quotes because what is right really? Well, it's what I've defined it to be as right. It's like getting people the results they want and doing it in a way where it's authentic to them and they're thriving in that and you know all the things, right? So when I started what's now called my Awaken Woman process back in, God, when was that? 2015? 2016? It was 2016, I think. No, was it? No, it had to have been 2015. 2015, I did that program and I took my first group through it. Those six months that I spent with them, I like lived, breathed, slept, everything. Them and them going through that process. It was like, I couldn't think about anything else. I was so hyper-focused on seeing every single thing that was going on with them, even just the, you know, being very hyper-aware of like how they were feeling and, you know, how they were responding to things and things of that sort, okay? So I would say I probably wasn't fully thriving at that time, although I really enjoyed it and I learned a lot and, and that was you know, what then became this coaching process I've used since then. It's just, I wish I would have known how to balance that a little bit better. I also wish I would have known that I had ADHD at that time and I can hyper-focus on things and balancing that. I caught myself doing this again when I started my Live in the Dream Mastermind in late 2020. That first year, I basically did the same thing. It was like eat, sleep, you know, whatever, living the dream because I wanted to make sure I was showing up in a way where they were getting the results they wanted and also really figuring out okay who's right for this program because I wanted to have that figured out after that first year so I could get it better that second year and what I've actually realized in this journey is it usually takes me like one to two years to really start to like get my groove at something. I think there was a stat out there, quote me if I'm wrong, but it said something like you need 10,000 hours. I think that's what it was, 10,000 hours to be an expert at something. And, you know, I would argue that that may be the case, you know? Okay, so if you're working a full-time job, that's like 2,080 hours, and full-time meaning 40 hours a week. So that's like five years to be a quote-unquote expert, right? I don't know if it's that long. Maybe, and it's defining what they're saying as expert, right? So, you know, again, this podcast is just me talking. (laughs) But going back to this thriving while growing thing, right? We don't want to give up five years of our lives until we can become an expert at things. You know, as I've said to the research shows, it takes our brain six months to be able to fully integrate something and to, in essence, like have the brain wires to support whatever we've been learning. Like your brain is like, oh, okay, I got this thing now, right? And so I think about that too is like, okay, when you're learning something new, it's really gonna take you six months minimum to really like get a hold of it. 
And so what can you do in those six months as you're implementing this new thing to still be able to thrive? And I think, again, for you, it's going to be come back to listening to yourself, knowing yourself, having self-awareness to be like, ooh, I'm getting a little bit off track here. Ooh, I'm, you know, pushing myself too much. And it's so important to be able to have that awareness to know when you are stretching yourself too thin, when you are doing too much. You know, when I've been in seasons of really big growth, I tend to kind of be this person that goes all in and just like jumps in feet first and doesn't really think through things sometimes and just like, yeah, that feels right to me. Let's go. Let's do this. And then I'll be like, whoa, I didn't realize everything that was involved here. And I'll have to adjust some things in that and I'll have to keep listening to my body to realize, okay, are we getting too stretchy here? Am I pushing myself too far, right? Because growth is uncomfortable, right? Growth is going to make your brain feel like it's not safe, even if it's good growth, because it just feels weird and different to your brain, right? And so you're going to have to slow some other things down, likely, when you're growing, okay? That's why when I have clients that'll come to me and be like, I want to go this area and this area and this area and this area, I'm like, whoa, slow down. Your brain, your body... Your nervous system is not going to be able to handle all that at one time, okay? Let's do like two things at a time and let's make sure they kind of correlate together and let's slowly lean into that. When I say slowly, I'm meaning like 90 days, okay? I'm not saying like years potentially, like, you know, let's do this in a way where next week you're not like jumping on a big thing and doing that, okay? And let's make sure we're like integrating this, calming your nervous system in this, healing trauma, you know, doing all the things. It goes back to like my living the dream podcast episode, all those steps. Let's make sure we're following those steps. Okay. So again, it's going to come back to self-awareness. It's going to come back to, Ooh, I see how I'm getting a little hyper-focused on this because honestly, when I did living the dream, I wasn't quite aware yet. I had ADHD. I was starting to get awareness near at the end, but it wasn't until it, somebody else brought it up to me and when I was telling them about how I was so tired after the first year of living the dream and all the things and they were like oh you hyper focused on it and I was like fuck you're totally right I totally miss that and so now with that awareness right I look back and I'm like okay I know what that feels like now I know what to do and I'm starting to feel that way again and how to guide myself back and so I say that to say this is going to be a learning process you're going to learn when things are getting too stretchy. You're going to learn when you're maybe too focused on growth and not focused enough on today. You are going to kind of pull yourself back in these, you know, ebbs and flows of life. Okay. Think about like what I said with my kids. My kids tend to just think about today. They're like, mom, what, why are you bringing up that we were thinking about the past? That's so silly. <laughs> We're just enjoying the day, enjoying this moment. And so we've got to incorporate more and more of that in our lives and think about ways that you can do that. I will say, for me, the easiest way to get present in the moment is to take in the senses around me. When I find myself thinking about other things, I'll breathe, pull myself in the moment, 
and I'll start to just look around. What do I see? What do I hear? What do I smell? What do I taste? What do I touch? Breathing into that, spending a few minutes breathing, bringing myself into the present moment. Another thing that really helps me in that is breathing and getting grateful. I have this sign in my bathroom currently that says something like, how do I not know this? This sign has been up for like 10 years in my bathroom, but it says something like the prayers of yesterday are the blessings of today. And that's not exactly what it says, but it's something like that. And I take that in and I remind myself of that over and over again because so many things that I have today were the things I wished for and prayed for and manifested, right? And here they are today. And yet our brains just tend to go next, 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 next. And so we have to just take ourselves back to the moment. There's a journaling exercise that I think is super helpful here and that is having your former self talk to your current self. You can just go to any age to see what pops up for you and have that version write to you now. You know, I even do this with a meditation with clients. We do, it's called inner child and the inner child is typically just so amazed at the current version of you. She's like, oh my gosh, look at like, look at your house and look at how you look and look at your kids and look at your job. And there may be some things in your life that you're not super duper excited about. And you're like, oh man, okay, I wish it would have happened differently. Like, whew, man, you know, I wish my first marriage would have lasted or I wish I would have had kids or, you know, whatever. But it typically, you know, the inner child is pretty amazed at some of the things that comes out. And that's just such a beautiful place to be, right? To remind yourself of like, hey, today is really good too. And if you're in a season where it's not really good and, you know, you're working through that, I'm going to trust that you're, you know, doing the work that you need to do to be able to really enjoy today and to see the blessings of that, either with a therapist or a psychiatrist and, you know, helping you with medications or maybe some supplements to like help your brain heal. But um, yeah, take yourself back to today and getting grateful for today. A daily gratitude practice can be so helpful here of just finding one thing every day that you're grateful for, breathing into that, spending 17 seconds, because that's what research says is the optimal time to really feel into that gratitude and just allow yourself to enjoy today. This is why I also love the tool of wins that I use with clients where they're counting on a near daily basis of what went well yesterday. Even little things like this little choice that I made and I'm feeling feelings of growth. You know, this person reacted differently to me and seeing all those little bitty things because when our brain sees that we're actually doing more than what it may have initially thought, our brain calms down, okay? And it starts to be like, whoo, okay, yeah. Things are happening. Things are changing. I'm, I'm getting the results I want. This is why I also love having really specific smart goals in that smart format which the s stands for specific but some people they don't get specific enough and so their brain doesn't see that they're actually accomplishing more than it realizes and that's where again i don't like having a ton of goals going on at one time because it's just too much for your brain And that's why I like having 90 day goals because that's what research has shown is the optimal time for goal setting. That's what your brain can handle. Anything longer just feels too much to the brain. And so when you're starting to just realize these things and you're soaking things in and you're doing reflection work, 
like what I said with wins and gratitude and even just reflecting about your day and kind of processing your day with a journal or maybe with a therapist or a coach like me, then it's just such a beautiful way to be like, whew, yeah, okay, I can enjoy today. Okay. Even if you just need to repeat mantras to yourself of like, today is beautiful. Today is amazing. I'm thriving while I'm growing. Whatever you need to tell yourself to just slow down and thrive and enjoy the moment. You know, a quote that really hit me a couple years ago was, and I'm going to butcher this because it's not exactly right, but it's something like, you know, it's not about the destination, it's the journey, right? And I remember the first time I heard that quote, I was like, mind blown of like, damn, I thought it was all about the destination. And I think many of us realized in time that that's pretty empty. And I saw myself even get caught up in this while I had my wedding. And it wasn't until the very end, like a month before my wedding, and I was getting coached. And I don't even know how we got on this topic, but the coach told me, she's like, well, your wedding process was all about the journey. It wasn't just about the wedding. And I remember just like feeling like I got a gut punch of like, fuck, I've missed it. I've missed enjoying this journey. I just keep have, I've had this focus on the wedding, the wedding, the wedding. And luckily I had that mindset shift with that last month and I was able to just like soak in every single thing and soak in the wedding. And I was super present in the wedding and I was super present on our honeymoon and all the things, right? But yeah, it was like, I had to remind myself of that, right? And I think a lot of this too comes back to anxiety of like, whoo, the future and like making sure it all comes together as we thought. I think a lot of it comes back to not trusting yourself of like, I'm not trusting that my future self is going to have me or even my present self is going to have me and have my back. And so there's some work to do there if this feels really hard to you. But again, just like breathing, regulating, reminding your brain what you have today, being in that present moment, taking yourself back to your kid's self, being present again. If your kid's self needs to talk to your present self, just soaking in everything you have today because of course you're going to keep growing, right? Of course you are. That's just kind of how you're built. Of course it's going to keep happening. I know when I've kind of slowed down, especially this past year, there has been a part of me that's like, are you getting lazy, Lindsay? Or, you know, you just kind of like, <laughs> just like kind of like not be quote unquote successful in the way that you want. Are you just going to settle in essence? And I'm like, no, Brian, like we can just slow things down. We can enjoy this ride. I trust myself that I'm going to get and grow what I want. But right now I'm going to enjoy today. Okay. Just keep repeating yourself over and over again. All right. That's it. That's all I got for today. Look at me. Almost at the 30 minute mark. <laughs> it's amazing that I can just sit here and talk for almost 30 minutes, streaming whatever I need to stream by my consciousness. I hope you have some takeaways from today. I hope this episode helped you and I can't wait to see you on the next one. Bye for now, my friends. Thanks for tuning into the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast. If you haven't left a review for the show yet, what are you waiting for? Your reviews give us the feedback and momentum we need to continue to produce this incredible free content for you. Plus, when you leave a review for the show, you get a copy of my book for free. 
Simply take a picture of your review and submit it to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash one zero zero. And you'll receive a digital copy of my wisdom from the first hundred episodes book. This book is a study guide for life. Enjoy. And of course, share the show with your friends. I believe every woman can create a deeply fulfilling life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. The more you help others succeed, the more you help yourself. So share, share, share this show. And I'll see you soon and your friends back on the show next week for another eye-opening episode. Until then, keep rocking it.